We are continuing on how to receive from God. And the scripture we examined last time, I will rush through it again. The book of Luke chapter 18, from verse 10. He said, two men went into the temple to pray. One a Pharisee and the other a tax collector, or what we could call a sinner, at least in the eyes of the Pharisee. In verse 11, the Pharisee stood and was praying thus to himself. He said, God, I thank you that I am not like other people. I'm a righteous man. I'm not a swindler. I'm not unjust. I'm not an adulterer. And I'm not like this tax collector that's praying for that down beside me here. He said, I fast twice a week. I pay tithes of everything that I get. I have given my first fruit. I'm modifying it now to see how Christians behave today. I have given a prophet's offering. I've helped the needy. All right? I have done all of these things, so you are going to answer my prayers. But in verse 13, the man who was supposedly a sinner, he stood some distance away and was unwilling to lift up his eyes. He did not understand the mannerisms of church. He did not know how to wave his hands and speak all kinds of big English. He did not even know how to speak in other tongues. The Bible says he was even unwilling to lift up his eyes to heaven. He was just beating his breast, understanding that he was a sinner. And he was saying to God, be merciful, be merciful. I know I am a sinner. And Jesus said, this man who said this thing, coming, hoping in the mercy of God, was the one who went home justified rather than the other person. Whoever exalts himself shall be humbled. And whoever humbles himself shall be exalted. What does it mean to be justified? It means for God to say, yes, you have done well. It means for God to say, you have so done well that I will answer your prayers. It means for God to give to you. That's what it means to be exalted. You were poor before, God will make you rich. If you don't have children before, God will now give children to you. That's what it means to be exalted. But what does it mean to be humbled? What you thought you had will be removed from you. And that is a mistake a lot of Christians make. They approach God on the basis of what they have done when they should be approaching him on the basis of what Jesus has done. Let me quickly talk about the Lord Jesus Christ. The Lord Jesus is a personification of the mercy of God. Remember that this man came here and said, Have mercy upon me, the sinner. That is, what I need is mercy. What is the mercy of God? The mercy of God is when you get what you did not deserve. The mercy of God is when you do not get that which you deserve because of your sins and your iniquities. And how do you receive that mercy? It is simple. It is by asking for it. You will notice something about this man. He was not arrogant. We are not saying that you will remain a sinner and going about in your iniquity and saying that I do not need righteousness to get anything from God. That's not what we are saying. What we are saying is that this man came to God. He was beating his chest. That is, he was sorry. He was beating his breast. The Bible says he was repentant. He was saying that, God, I can't get anything from you because of what I have done. I can only get from you by virtue of your mercy. And I'm saying to us again, Jesus is a personification of the mercy of God. And that was why he said, if you want to ask God for anything, ask in my name. He said, because you believe in me, which is the reason why you come asking him in his name, then the Father will shower his love upon you. And because of the love of the Father, you will get anything that you want from him. Remember what I'm trying to emphasize is to change our thought processes. Because the way we think radiates through our spirit, and that's what determines what, we are, what is coming to us. Prayer is not, you know, the power of prayer is not determined by the amount of English you speak. The power of prayer is not determined by the amount of songs you sing. Let me say this, you surprise a lot of people. The power of prayer is not determined by how hungry you are at the time of prayer. People think that when I fast plenty, God will be compelled to hear me. Listen to me, it does not work. We can never compel God by our works. We can't. The only thing that God is doing is to operate with his mercy 
through the name of the Lord Jesus, who is the personification of the mercy of God, and based upon that, he starts fulfilling the promises he has made. Your hunger is not the reason why God, you know, gives, answers your prayers. I need to emphasize because sometimes people actually have this sense of self-righteousness. They expect answers why I have fasted. I give. Sometimes I hear very funny jokes that Christians crack. They make a prayer. They say they now put a seed with the prayer. That seed is nonsense. I'm sorry to say it like that. The seed is the word of God. Your money is not the reason why God gives to you. Why God gives to you is because you ask him in faith. And that asking is in the power of the name of Jesus. We need to exalt this our Jesus properly. Because he is the reason why God does things for us. I said something earlier. Jesus is the personification of the mercy of God. What does that mean? Sin must be paid for. I need to emphasize this. Anything you do wrong must be paid for. If you commit iniquity, it is actually a spiritual debt that you are owing. That's how it is. If you tell a lie, you have generated a kind of spiritual atmosphere. It's like a bank storage. From there, evil is radiating into the atmosphere. It's affecting you and affecting people who are connected to you. Anytime you walk in sin, that is what it does. When you confess your sins, listen to this. Even though God forgives you, it does not automatically wipe that thing away. What God does is to keep it in suspension until another force is released to wipe it away. And the force that is released to wipe it away is the power of the blood of Jesus. So when Jesus came, he came as a payment, payment for the debt that we owe in the realm of the spirit. He came to release this spiritual force, which is called the power of his resurrection. That power comes to counteract and neutralize the evil forces that sin generates. That's what he does. That is, so when we talk about Jesus being the, the personification of the mercy of God, it's not a joke. It's a scientific fact. You understand? These are real things. So when we sin and we say, God, have mercy on me, what we are saying is that, Lord, I repent of my sins, and I'm saying, Jesus, apply your blood, apply your resurrection power, and wipe away the consequences. That is why we can go to God and ask confidently. We can never, I explained that one last time, we can never come to God and say, I have done, so you will do. Because when we get to that particular realm, we negate the power of the name of Jesus. And God's mercy today is activated purely by the power of the blood of Jesus. And we activate that blood when we go and ask in his name. And that's what mercy is. So you see the man that Jesus was talking about, he said, Lord, have mercy upon me, I know I'm a sinner. And I'm saying to you again, if you are going to receive from God, remember, you will go to him and say, Lord, have mercy upon me, I know I have sinned. There's another part to it. Lord, have mercy upon me, not because I have done what is right. Listen, it is right to do what is right. I must emphasize that. Just like Paul said, shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? I am not saying that you will continue in your sins. If you do that, you are mocking God. You are, you are laughing at the grace of Christ. That's what you are doing. So, you see, you come to Jesus, he forgives your sins. On the basis of his name, on the basis of his works, God answers your prayers. But you don't continue working in iniquity because, he says, because of Jesus, what Jesus did. No, we are not working in righteousness because of what we are going to get. We are working in righteousness because righteousness is right. Do you get my point? Like, I always like to illustrate it. Look, they are, whether you are looking at me or not, I will not eat poison. If I'm, maybe you come to my house, I'm eating. I may be assuming I have a plate of rice, they fry plantain, they make some nice vegetables and all of that is there and I'm eating it. I am not eating that because you are looking at me. I'm eating it because I enjoy it. 
I'm eating it because it's good for me. If I eat an orange afterwards, it is because it is good for me. I won't say, okay, uh, sweetheart, talking to my wife now, all the visitors have gone. Now bring the dirty food, bring the dirty beans, bring the rotten plantain, bring the spoiled soup. Let's not eat it. Our visitors have gone. We will not do that. Why? If we do that, we are the ones that will have diarrhea. If we do that, we are the ones that will suffer. It will destroy our flesh. That is what sin does. We do not walk in righteousness because we want to impress somebody. We walk in righteousness because it is right. It is right. Sin is poisonous. Sin destroys our works. Sin releases evil into the atmosphere for us. We don't like it. However, for the things that we have done in the past, Jesus forgives. For the things that we have done in the past, Jesus wipes away the consequences by the power of his blood. So when we are coming to God in prayer, we don't come saying, God, we have done. We do not even come saying that because we, you know, we are not afraid of what we haven't done. We come because Jesus has done everything. That is the meaning of of the mercy that is found in the name of Jesus. You have just listened to a radio message by Pastor Banky. More of this and other messages are available from our website, kwm.com.ng. To contact us, write us at radiosermons at gmail.com and do not forget to do your part in spreading the kingdom of God by sharing this message with someone else. Thank you for listening and may the fruit of this word blossom in your life.